Hello everyone, welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable because today we are going to be recapping week 14 of 2022, week 14 of my life. Yeah, (laughs) without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's podcast. Alrighty, today there is a lot going on today. There's a lot going on this week, question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow it's already Wednesday in the week and we're here. Um and I <laughs> I feel like every podcast lately has been this type of like girl, what are you talking about? What is coming out of your mouth? Is it actually like is it actually comprehensible? Like, can we... Uh, it's been difficult. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday when I'm making this. I'm checking in. It's Wednesday. It's week 14. It's the 6th, I believe, and of April in 2022. And here we are. I'm just trying to, like, collect my thoughts because I have to recap on Monday, recap on Tuesday, and then recap today. But I'm trying to think about, like, what are the things that I want to talk about today? Um, a funny story, two funny instances of, like the whole um the whole research expo so that's something that I want to talk about um I kind of just talk about I want to talk about how I currently feel right now um and what's the vibe and then I also want to talk about like what has happened thus far this week and what's going to happen towards the end of this week so let's go ahead and talk about Monday Monday I couldn't even tell you what happened even if I wanted to I truly cannot tell you what happened on Monday of course, I went to, to school. Yeah, we had class. I know what I wore. I wore like a blue button down. It was cool. Oh, this is what happened on Monday. So I go into my professor class that I peer mentor for, and he's a black man. And it's very evident that this man is a black man. And I really appreciate that about his his teaching style. I appreciate that about him as a professor. The fact that whether you want to or not, you're going to learn about true assets of black culture. You're going to know certain key prominent black people that are very important to black people. You're going to know about black culture, whether you want to or not. And I truly appreciate that because and so it's so frequent that me as a college student, me as a student in general, and so many other students of color have always had to learn about people who don't really look like me or represent me which is not a problem but because my teachers are all como say have all been caucasian for the more like latter years of my education each example that they give every like type of reference that they give everything is from their white frame of reference is nothing from a black frame of reference so it's very rare that I would see examples and references and representation that reflects who I am or people of color in general like it's very rare unless they're going out of their way to to reference a frame of reference that is not that of themselves which is usually white people again nothing wrong because I need to know about white culture but that's all I know about because that's all that has been given to me so it's so refreshing to be able to see my culture represented in a class 
there's two things that came of this so on monday his his lecture was talking about like I don't even know diversity inclusion but then he was talking about it from like the perspective of like your college experience and what college is supposed to be and so he told like he showed two videos so there was a video of the college experience that was like from Michigan State which is a PWI he talked about that he was like this video and it showed like a whole bunch of people having a whole bunch of fun they was bowling they was zip lining they were going to study they were doing little raves and people was fist pumping in the what's the call it whatever whatever however however and he was like this this is a typical experience that you would get at most four-year universities and this is considered a PWI. Now this is a totally different experience than what you would get from an HBCU and so then he had to go to YouTube because the video that he showed us from Michigan State or wherever it was from that was embedded in the book which is telling of a bigger issue. So he had to go to YouTube to show us what a black experience may look like going to an HBCU or what an experience may look like going to an HBCU. So he showed us a video of Set Friday at FAMU where everybody's strolling, everybody's dancing. There's large crowds of people, like thousands of people on campus. Go ahead. That's it. No, no, no. There you go. Okay. Anyways, girl, I'm trying to be generous and let people in. But anyways, um, so he showed us Set Friday. And I just loved watching it. I love seeing my people do what they do best. You know what I mean? Um, and I just appreciated that. And then another thing that he showed, because he talked about like fraternities and sororities. And of course, that's his personal experience. So he went into detail. He talked about like the predominantly white fraternities and sororities. He only listed like a couple of um, celebrities that we know who are a part of those um those organizations i'm sorry i got cut off by manny but anyways i forgot what i was saying but then he showed us he talked about the fraternities and like in comparison to like the predominantly black fraternities he had whole like the whole entire side of that board was filled up of a whole bunch of black actresses and actors and prominent people politicians like just famous people that we know who are a part of the predominantly black institutions and I just felt like it was a little bit funny because like he went through and he named the people that we know that are from like the predominantly white and he was like yeah everybody over here that's a predominantly white he talked about the the history of it and why most of the people on the other side were predominantly black because of the they weren't you know allowed to be in those fraternities and sororities at its inception and so then he went and he read every single one that was that whole board was filled up and he read every single one and I just it was a little bit comical to me but he shared that he talked about that and um he was just showing like the different um benefits of her sororities and fraternities and how he went through the process and da 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 xyz xyz whatever whatever of course it was biased because the man is a part of a fraternity we know what be going on extra in certain things but it's not to say that it's not um an option it's just to say that it may not be an option for everybody but other than that i felt that it was good um and then he was he told me he was like you look like a delta and after he told me that, he was like, so when are you going to be joining? Da, 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 da. And he knows I'm going to FGCU. He know them people. That's a PWI. You, you know that they ain't got no chapters there. You know that. So then that made me be like, Ugh. like, I got to do this for my bank account. But now, like, you got me second guessing because I could see myself as a Delta too. Like, I'm not even going to disagree with you. But anyways, that happened on Monday. And that brings me to the next point. 
I just wanted to say I do appreciate that about him. But what brings me to my next point is the whole idea of like me refusing to be black in public. We've talked about this before in Confronting Kamari and one of those episodes in that series, which is kind of still ongoing, even though it's been on a hiatus for a while. I feel like I need to bring back Confronting Kamari because there are still things that I need to uncover. I need to talk about how I refuse to be black in public again, because we still haven't resolved that. We need to talk about how I refuse to mix family and friends. We, I need to talk that through because there's so much that I know, but I won't uncover like I refuse even if it's just me talking to myself I refuse to be honest like I'm still filtering myself talking to myself so we need to talk through that there's so much that we need to uncover with confronting Kamari but that experience being in a class and it's like I'm identifying with these experiences even though it's not my direct experience I know what set friday is i know how people be getting down i know this is my culture when he showed como city say what's that man name um i I forgot who it was terrence howard and steve harvey up on that stage doing a q scroll dance whatever it's called because i'm not fully in greek culture but i know a little bit i'm privy about it because i'm black um i was like i know what that means i know what we as black people be doing but it's like what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I need to talk that out. But anyways, I got to go into the store because I got to like, you know, do pre-adult things. Um, Which that brings me to one of the points that I was thinking about when I was leaving. And I was thinking about all that I have to do like this week and like work, but then also obligations. And now I got to go in the store and actually get like things like running errands. I don't believe in that. I'm so grateful that I don't have to be an adult fully right now because if I did... I would be suffering. Yeah, I would be suffering if I had to be an adult, like, fully. Pay my own bills, do my own grocery shopping. Like, I do that, but it's optional right now. Like, if I don't want to buy groceries and just eat whatever my parents cook, I'll be fine. You know what? If I don't want to go to the store and blah, 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 somebody got toothpaste in the household that I can use. Somebody has deodorant that I can use. Somebody can cook. Somebody can take my my clothes out of the wash machine and put them in a dryer if I forget. So while I do do these things majority of the time, predominantly, it's this added layer of a safety blanket because I still live with my parents. I still live with other people who care about me and they're going to do it for me if I don't do it for myself. So I'm still grateful. I'm so, so very grateful because girl, yes. But we're going to talk about how I refuse to be black in another podcast. And then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what happened today with the research expo. Because there were two things that were so funny. Just meeting the students. And then also Lisa. Keep notes on this. I'm doing this for myself. But y'all remember this for when I come back. And then also I want to talk about last night, which was Tuesday. And we're going to talk about the award ceremony. And then we're going to talk about the rest of the week. I know I'm kind of like going back and forth, back and forth. But we got through Monday, basically. Basically, that's what I have to, what I did on Monday. That's basically what was significant. I'm going to go ahead in the store. I'm going to talk to my friend Manny because I'm a good friend. So I'm going to do that. And then after that, I'll come back whenever. I hope I get the time because it don't look like I got the time. But let's hope we get the time. Anyways, bye. I got to do better. I gotta do better because the amount of burnout I feel is ridiculous. I have to do better.
if I don't do better, this journey is not going to be fun. This journey is not going to be great. This journey is not going to be sustainable. I have to. I'm just going to lay out for a second and just take this moment to take this moment to vent, relax, decompress from the day before I take my shower and get on with the rest of what I have to do this evening. There's lots to do. There's some housekeeping, some scheduling some things out for next week on what I have to do. Um, prepping for a message to send out possibly tomorrow. Uh, updating payroll. Those are three house com house whatever housekeeping tasks that I need to do. Then from there, after I take my shower, obviously. Then from there, I need to um finish the goal tonight is to finish the speech basically like get every like gather the evidence gather everything rough draft so that tomorrow I can put together the slides I need to think about what I want to do for my for my um announcement tomorrow I mean not tomorrow but next week it would be helpful to prep tonight to make my life easier. <sighs> Tomorrow evening I have to pack because I literally have to leave on Friday 4 day in the morning because I'm going to Jacksonville for a conference, two-day conference. So Friday and Saturday I'll be gone. I thought I planned in advance, but I didn't. I didn't account for, you know, I didn't account for basically like the days that I didn't do work. Like I didn't leave enough buffer room. So I was overly optimistic about how much I could get done this week. So that's kind of like the plan. That's pretty much what I have to do for the rest of this week. Those are my obligations. I'm going to Jacksonville for my last SGA conference, which I'm both excited but also exhausted of. Um, but it's the last one, so I'm excited to have that as a memory. Yeah, like I said, Monday, what did I do? Came home. There was something that happened that I did not remember. Oh, there was like a... No, that was on Monday. It had to be. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't actually know what's happening. There was a day. It was probably on... It was on Monday. Okay, I'm sorry. So the reason why I was confused because normally my nephew is not here on Mondays. My mom usually picks him up and then she takes him to his mom. So he never comes home. But yesterday or on Monday, she picked him up, but she brought him home. So he was here and then my mom left 
to go and run like some errands, I guess. And so then all of a sudden there was like a thunderstorm in hell. I've never experienced like I've pretty I remember like hail falling, but it's not very often that hail falls in Florida, especially in Southwest Florida where I live. So there was a literal hail storm. Hail was falling and then the direction of the rain and how it was flowing. It was literally like the rain was hitting our window, which means that the hail was literally blown against our windows. And I'm like, I hope there's no cracks that are happening the way that the hail was falling. It was literally like just ice cubes just falling on the ground, like many of them. And it was kind of like intense. Like, I don't really like storms and things like that. So me and my nephew kind of like laid low. We bunkered down. We had to bring my dog into my mom's room. And we just kind of gathered in there and laid on the floor on the opposite side of the bed, far away from the window. And that's what we did. Um, And then that was that. Tuesday was a day. Don't even know what I did on Tuesday, but I did things on Tuesday. Tuesday evening was a beautiful experience because I got to go to the Campus Life Awards. Basically... I came in and it was like this kind of like dinner-ish type of thing. It was more so just hors d'oeuvres, like heavy hors d'oeuvres, as Becky said. So heavy hors hors d'oeuvres. It was a beautiful ceremony. They gave out awards. So I got an award or recognition for um, graduating as a peer mentor. So I got to choose a mentor to invite, to pin me. So I I chose Professor O'Connor to come and pin me. It was super last minute. So I was so grateful that she came to support me. And I just felt super supported across the board. Um, And then I got recognized once again for SGA. And they gave me like my sash and like a little cup and little medallion and things like that so I came up for that I was nominated for a leadership excellence award but um Kendra ended up winning that which I was so happy for her to be able to win that and just for her to have that accolade and things like that I thought that was so beautiful and just so great um so I was just so happy to be there in a space where all of us as students were getting just recognized and all of the other students that were being recognized for their efforts. Um, I just thought that it was a great time and experience. My mom was there. We took photos. It was just beautiful. Beautiful. And I was just so happy to, you know, that. Anyways. Fast forward today. I already told you about no, I didn't tell you about today. So today, I went to school slash work. More so work because my classes are online. So I went to work. Um, I am so tired that like for the past two classes, I've just been out of it in, in work. And I feel kind of bad. I feel like I'm kind of slacking. Like I'm doing the bare minimum of my duties as a peer mentor, which I, I do feel bad for you know what I mean like I, I I feel like there's so much more that I could do but there's just also so much on my plate that I I can't you know at this moment because I didn't anticipate and be proactive and things like that so I kind of just felt out of it kind of like I'm already a woman of little words but even more so like just just there you know if you need me I'm there I'm open but it's not like Ah, Peter Mantor, I'm kind of just like there, saw them. Um, But then we had to go or, you know, 
my professor that I pre-mentor for, she took the class to like this research expo in the art department was down there so there were different like booths showcasing the different areas of the art program and what the students have done and xyz etc etc so they were down there and the first funny story about that was like how the students they kept because i've explained this many times on this podcast but the two of the classes that i peer mentor for i have to split my time between the two since they both happen at 12 p.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays. So, um, one day, I physically go to one of those classes at 12 p.m. And for the class that I'm not at, I will create a video for it. So, on Mondays, I go to, you know, one professor. I'm there in person. And then the other professor that I'm not there for, I create a video and the professor shows it in place of my absence. And then it just flip-flops on the other day. So, sorry. So today is Wednesday. So I wasn't in my male pe- professor's class, Professor Evans. Instead, I was in Professor Schultz. And both of those classes happened to be going to the research expo. So as I'm going downstairs, I see my students from one of the other classes. They're like, oh, <laughs> one one person's like, you're my peer mentor. And I'm like, yeah, I'm peer mentoring with them today. And so it's just so funny to see like, the crossover and they're probably like wondering like why isn't she in class on both days and it's like ah, because she's like it it just felt like awkward it wasn't actually because obviously they can understand but it's just so funny for me to get exposed of like I gotta get my money so that's why I'm not there every day like I'm with another class peer mentoring it's just kind of funny to see them but it was so sweet so I'm so sweet to see them. And then the second thing that happened was I had my mask off today because I went upstairs to get coffee and um and like a croissant, stuffed croissant. So when I was coming downstairs, I just had my mask off since I was drinking my coffee. So I go to my study abroad advisor and I see her. And like I told you last week, I'm not super close with her, but everything that happened like the week before or last week, whatever it was, she like embraced me and everything so we've developed a rapport together and normally when she sees me she recognizes me but normally I have on a mask today I did not have on my mask so I come up to her I'm like hey Lisa how's it going and she's like um when I approach the table she's like are you interested in studying abroad and immediately when she said that I was under the assumption or yeah I was under the impression that she knew who I was like and obviously it's me because every single other time I've never had to announce myself. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure she knows what I look like without my mask on. I'm not sure. Or just even people. This is another thing too. Most of the time people know who I am regardless of if I have a mask on or not. And at first I thought that like people couldn't recognize me because I have my mask on. But everybody, whether I have had my mask on or not. When I'm in public and I see them out of the settings, they're like, oh, hey, Kamari. And I'm like wondering, like, oh, how do you know who I am? Like, I have my mask on. I'm like, obviously, I guess, like, I'm recognizable with my mask on. Maybe that's because they've seen me without my mask on, without my mask on. So when I do have my mask on, it's easy to recognize. I don't know. So needless to say, I come to the table and she's like, are you interested in study abroad? And so I'm thinking, obviously, she's like doing some type of sarcasm, just like joking since I'm coming to the table. So I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking of studying abroad to, you know, Italy. 
going to, to the Italy program. She was like, oh, the Italy program. So she was like, and I told her, I was like, yeah, I talked to Michael, who's the director of the program. He sent out the email about, you know, um, the travel times and things like that. I just got the email. Like, you know, I, I see that we're doing two layovers. She wasn't really picking up. So I was like, okay, so like how long is the flight in total? She was like, I'm thinking it's about 10 minutes. So she was like, okay, so like, are you looking to go this summer? Um, or are you looking to go next summer? And I was like, um... I'm looking to go soon. I forgot what happened, but I was like, you know, and she was like, well, are you transferring? Will you be here next semester? I was like, no, I'm transferring. She was like, well, I think you can still do it at XYZ. So at that point, I'm like, this has gone on way too long. And she kind of like, after I said the first part of like, oh, I'm thinking about the Italy program. She was like, oh, really? Like, I thought that was it. But then when she kept going with it, I'm like, oh, she's really taking this joke far until she's asking legitimate questions and her face looks serious. And I'm like, is this a joke or not? And so I'm like, did she really forget? Like, what's happening? Like, how long should I go with this charade? Until she's like, well, you should be able to still do it even if you're transferred, whatever, whatever. And I forgot what else happened. But I was like, Lisa, I'm scared. (laughs) Because at that moment, I was recognizing that she truly did not recognize me. That's what I was coming to terms with. I'm like, does she have Alzheimer's or dementia? And I'm just discovering this. Like, everything was happening. I'm like, Lisa, I'm scared. She's like, why? And I'm like, I'm Kamari. And she's like, oh! And I'm like, why? (laughs) And I'm like... And she was like, wow, it's like, there's so many prospective students, like, you know, I'm nursing with your mask on, like, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, it's understandable, I guess, but that was just like a crazy experience, but anyways, I came to her office, because I was actually asking her about the, I had legitimate questions, and she was like, okay, like, come to my office, like, I don't know stuff off, some of these things off the top of my head, so I went to her office, she gave me a lot of tips about, you know, Cause she went to Italy too last semester as an advisor. So I was just asking her about like travel and da, 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 side trips and stuff like that. So it was really nice to like hear what she was saying and things like that. So I got a lot of tips, but that whole experience was so eerie. It was just like, what is happening? Like I truly was concerned. Um, but that just goes to show never make assumptions. Um, uh, So those are like the two funny things that happened. The last thing that I'll talk about today that happened today was... There's this situation that's happening with this speech contest that I am participating in and the rules are a little bit unclear. So I just feel like there's a little bit of uncertainty about like eligibility basically. And I'm wondering if I should proceed with the process or not because I'm really not sure if I'm eligible basically. Um, So I've been praying about it because I don't know what to do you know what I mean in this situation like the opportunity was presented to me by someone who is in the who is over it or whatever like that and um I took it and that's all I knew so like I'm already in the process I've been selected so I'm like not sure if I should keep going like I'm I'm not sure what the criteria is because it's nowhere to be found so that's what's so tricky about it but I have taken the class before, so I'm, like, qualified, but I just don't know. So I chose to fast. Like I said last night, I'm going to fast tomorrow, which is today. And I'm going to pray about that. So I've been praying about it all morning. And I fasted this morning, and I kind of, like, deleted Instagram. I deleted YouTube. 
And I guess my fasting is more so not completely abstaining because that's not fully realistic, but just not giving all of my time to that and my first to that. So this morning, I think it went well. I meditated, I prayed, I tried my best to not like give all of my time to just scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I did go on Instagram. I haven't been on YouTube yet, but I did go on Instagram, which I probably should stop. Um, and then I, the plan was to like break my fast after I got out of school because I, the plan, since I got paid today, I wanted to like treat myself to, um, to acai bowls, but that actually ended up not happening. But I, and I actually ended up breaking my fast, like after 12, closer to one, like around 1250 ish, one o'clock ish is when I broke my fast. And I was debating when I was in a line because I totally forgot that I was supposed to be fasting today. And so I totally forgot that like I was supposed to be breaking my fast at like after class. And I was wondering like, should I get this? Like I'm, the whole idea is to be denying yourself. Da, 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 da. But I'm like, I did fast this morning and blah, 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 blah. I ultimately ended up getting and breaking my fast as far as food went um, at that time. Um, but I don't know. That was just like a conscious decision to make. And like, I don't know what the rules are. I don't even know if there are any rules. Fasting is an art and it's something that should be not an art, <laughs> but it's like it's something that should be practiced. And I don't want to be too hard on myself because it is my first time, but also like still trying to stick to it because that's the reason why I haven't technically fasted in the past because like I don't do it like with all of my heart so I'm just trying to like make sure that I if I'm saying that I'm fasting I'm actually fasting which from what I gathered from what I read this morning because I also was reading scriptures on fasting just so that I can get an understanding of it and I was in Isaiah 58 and so I actually really enjoyed it and what I learned about fasting from Isaiah 58 thus far is that like because it's like God talking Sorry, I have like an alarm that keep I keep snoozing. So it keeps coming back and like, you know, reminding me and I it keeps cutting out that after I hit the snooze again, my mom called and she's like, you know, you need to come into the dentist tomorrow. They're asking if you can come into the dentist at two o'clock tomorrow. And it's just like, it's so much going on. And I, and I just feel like I can never get a break. There's so much that I have to do and I don't have enough time and I'm tired. I just want to be done. And I just feel exhausted. I'm so exhausted. It is just like every time you try to plan and you're like, yeah, tomorrow's going to be the day that I get everything done before the deadline. And tomorrow's the day. Obviously, something comes up and we know this. We know what procrastination is. We know we shouldn't wait to the last minute. And ideally, if it was in any other time of my life when I didn't have so much going on, I could have been done with everything that I need to do. But there's so much going on that I literally have to do everything up until the time. Like every second counts. There is no proactive getting things done weeks ahead of time like I used to do when I was a freshman. Like, no, I have so much to do. And every time you think that you have time, something comes up. And now you now your, your time is cut in half. And it's just like a 
another instance of time being cut out of my day and I have to now work overtime in order to compensate for the things that I did not do is is horrible and I'm over it I truly am. I'm over the cycle. I truly am. Because it's like you want to have a breakdown and you you can't even do that. Because you still have it in the back of my mind. Oh, you got the slides to be done today. And Again, I just get keep getting cut off. Which is a sign that like this needs to be done. Like this whole spiel needs to be done. Because there's still things to be done. But I just wanted to just say the scripture. All I wanted to do was say the scripture so that that can be done. But evidently there's always something. Let me see how many. I got 12 more seconds left until this thing snooze and cut me off again. So let me just go ahead and let it snooze before it cut me off in the middle of my sentence. Hold on. The last thing that I want to say for this day I hope I can get it. Let me see how much more. We got about eight minutes left until it hit snoozes again and it lets me know again. All I wanted to do was read the scripture that talked about fasting and what it meant to fast from God's perspective. That's all I wanted to do. So let's do that. The whole scripture is God prophesying through a prophet, Isaiah. He's talking to the people. He's letting them know about how, what fasting looks like and so he's like he makes many like juxtapositions he makes many comparisons between how they be fasting and how his fasting actually looks like so he was talking he was like why have we fasted but you have not seen we have denied our um we have denied ourselves but you haven't noticed um so i guess this is them they asked me for righteous judgment they delight in the nearness of god so that's him talking about something i don't know i'm like kind of lost in it so basically it starts off like cry out loudly don't hold back this is what isaiah is saying that the words of god's are cry out loudly don't hold back raise your voice like a trumpet tell my people their transgression the house of jacob their sins they seek me day after day they delight to know my ways like a nation that does what is right and does not abandon the justice of god they ask me for righteous judgments they delight in the nearness of god why have we fasted but you have not seen we have denied ourselves but you have not noticed look you do as you please on the day of your fast and oppress all your workers. Okay, so basically what God is trying to say. These people like, we've been fasting. We've been doing what you told us to do, but you're not doing what you said you were supposed to do. And God's like, you've been doing it wrong this whole time. Little do you know you've been doing it wrong. Listen here. Y'all been fasting 
right? Y'all say y'all been fasting, but y'all been doing whatever y'all want to do on y'all day of fast. Y'all been oppressed. I'm going to say this one last time. I'm not going to sit here and play no more. I am tired of getting cut off. I'm tired of getting cut off. I'm tired of getting cut off. Hannah called. I told her, I said, I'm having a crisis right now. I got to finish this podcast and I got to go on here about my day. I'll talk to you later. I ain't got time to talk to you. I ain't got time. Back to what I was trying to say about this scripture. God is telling these people, he's like, you say you've been fasting and y'all say y'all been fasting, but y'all just been doing whatever y'all want to do on y'all days. You know what? A fast. You've been oppressing all your workers. You fast with contention and strife. To strike viciously with your fist. You cannot fast as you do today. Hoping to make your voice heard on high. So then he talks about his fasting. Will the fast I choose be like this? He says, a day for a person to deny himself. To bow his head down like a reed. To spread out sackcloth and ashes. Will you call this a fast and a day of acceptable to the Lord? Isn't the fast I chose or isn't the fast I choose to break the chains of wickedness, to untie the ropes of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and to tear off every yoke. So God is saying, he's asking them, he's giving like rhetorical questions is basically what I'm getting from the scripture. I don't know. I got to actually do a little bit more reflecting to actually see what is actually being said. But what it seems like to me is he's asking rhetorical questions. He's saying, Will my fast, like, will it not do these things? Like, isn't my fast supposed to be like the way that I want y'all to fast? The day, the fasting that is in the name of Yahweh. Isn't it supposed to be a day for a person to deny themselves? A day for them to spread out? A day for them to to, to deny themselves to, to God? So from that, I'm learning that true fasting in God's perspective is a day of denying yourself or a time of denying yourself and a time of laying out and lamenting and spreading out lack, um, sackcloth and ashes and denying yourself and buying, bowing down the head, right? Submission. Then he goes on to say that the purpose of fasting, right? He's asking them again, a rhetorical question. Is it the fast I choose? Isn't it supposed to break the chains of wickedness and untie the ropes of the yoke and set the oppression free and tear off every yoke? So what I'm learning from this is the purpose of fasting is to do all of those things that God just said. Is it not supposed to do that? Like, let him know. Please, please let him know. He want to know because y'all not doing it the right way. So he trying to clarify, isn't this what my fast supposed to be doing? And all of them shaking their heads. Yup, yup. You know, rhetorically literally uh figuratively they shaking their heads they nodding their heads like yep that is true so why are we not doing it that's what god trying to get at okay he goes on to say is it not to share your bread with the hungry to bring the poor and the homeless into your house to clothe the naked when you see him and not to ignore your flesh and blood so this is giving me a guide on how to fast. It's telling me that I am on my day of fasting. When I'm saying I'm going to fast, I need to be being selfless. It's a day of selflessness. I didn't fully do that, but I'm getting there. It's just a practice that I really actually, now that I'm seeing it in this light, it makes me actually want to try to do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like how selfless can I be today and reverent to God? So fasting in God's perspective is supposed to be a selfless act of you doing things for others, doing things and reverence to God. So 
sharing bread with the hungry, bringing people who are homeless or poor into your home, whatever that looks like, um, clothing the neck, doing great deeds and not ignoring your own flesh and blood, connecting with your family and your community. <sighs> then your light will appear like the night. Now, he's, he has laid it out. He's like, this is what fasting looks like. It's a day of selflessness. It's a day of, you know, reverence and bowing down. He goes ahead and he talks about what fasting does. So the purpose of fasting is to break chains, to untie yokes, to free the oppressed. It's supposed to be this day of liberation. That's the purpose of fasting. Why would you fast? For liberation. Then he goes ahead and talks about, again, how does that look? Examples of what fasting is supposed to be. Again, selflessness. All of that, what he was talking about, feeding the hungry, bringing in the poor, clothing the naked, selflessness, charity. Now he's transitioning into the, the consequences of fasting. What happens when you fast? Like, what is his response to that? What do you get out of that? What happens as a result of fasting? So then he goes on to say, then your light will appear like the dawn and your recovery will come quickly. Your righteousness will go before you and the Lord's glory, glory will be your rear guard. At that time, when you call, the Lord will answer. When you cry out, he'll say, here I am. If you get rid of the yoke among you, which is finger pointing and malicious speaking, if you do that, and if you offer yourself to the hungry, if you be charitable, if you be selfless is what it's trying to say, and satisfy the afflicted one, so worry about somebody else other than yourself, then your light will shine in the darkness and your night will be like the noonday. The Lord will always lead you, satisfy you in a parched land and strengthen your bones and you will be like a watered garden, like a spring whose water never runs dry. That's what he said. He goes on to say a whole bunch of stuff. But the whole point is what I gathered and what I learned today from fasting. And I'm so grateful to God that I was able to read this first. Fasting, what is, it? is selflessness? How do you do that? By doing things other than yourself and reverencing God. Why would you do that? To be liberated. To break off. And when you do that, these are the results. Your night will be like, like noonday. Then you're... Then your light will be seen. What he say? Then your light will shine in the darkness. Then you will be like a watered garden and like a spring whose waters never run dry. And so, so what can I take from this? I need to pay attention to my community. Not be so focused on myself in a moment of fasting. I'm still fasting. I'm not even going to break my fast. Like this whole day is about reverencing God in everything that I do. So even while I do have things to do for school and for work and whatever like that in preparation, my heart posture needs to be a heart posture of selflessness. It needs to be a heart posture of, come on city, say reverence and of focusing on on not trying to focus on my situation, but really focusing on God. And when I do that, liberation will come. This is what he said. So we're going to see. And one thing about him, he said he's going to show himself to be true and I believe it. So I'm going to do it. So what I could learn from this experience today is while I did call my friend Manny 
And I was, and I did that out of the kindness of my heart or more so out of consideration of my heart of like, I haven't talked to him in forever. And I know that tomorrow or the rest of the week is going to be busy. I'm not going to be able to talk to him. I was like, I should call him today. And while I didn't want to do it, I still did it. Um, and I'm happy that I did that. I could have been a little bit more compassionate to him, but obviously balance needs to be take place. So while I did listen to him, I could have been a little bit more humble in my heart posture when I was listening to him and actually listening, but more so I was really focused on myself. And it's not to say that I should not have shared my own frustrations. Like I felt like that was important. I felt like that was very healthy for me to also express to him that like, I'm here for you, Manny, but I'm also going through my own things. So today it needs to be an equal balance of like us sharing our yokes, not you just dumping on me because today I can't hold it because I'm already full to the brim with what I have going on in my life. So I'm not going to say that me sharing my frustrations or sharing about my day and what's on my plate was wrong. I think it was just more so when it was my turn to actually listen to him. I could have been a little bit more open. That's one learning lesson. Two, even though I'm frustrated, not getting short with my with my community like when my mom called and she was like you have to go to the dentist tomorrow I was so frustrated by that because it was just another thing on my list and I was like and I kind of like cut the phone off really like quick again we're going through our own things but we ain't got to do all of that lashing out so I'm going to try to Como City say make sure that I'm not lashing out on people because I'm frustrated and really trying to be considerate of others charitable the same thing with my best friend I wasn't wrong to voice my boundaries and be like, hey, I'm going through a crisis right now. I can't talk right now. But just making sure that in that tone, it wasn't nasty or blowing up or anything like that. Those are the three things that I'm taking up what I could do better. But I'm so happy that I learned that because sometimes people say, oh, you need to fast away, fast away, fast away. Nobody talk about what fasting actually means, what it actually looks like. Until I go to the Bible and I'll be reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely practical. Like, definitely like very practical like definitely bring it out to the bar and I'd be so surprised when I'd be seeing that because I'm like everybody talks about it as if this is it's this elusive concept that yeah what it is like it's plain as day big ups to God for making his stuff plain as day love that love him for that that's the snot that resulted from me crying what I'm gonna do is go take my shower and I'm gonna take a moment I'm just gonna you know praise the Lord Praise the Lord in the shower. That's what we're going to do. Be reverent. Be selfless. We're not going to focus about everything that we need to go on. We're just going to do what needs to be done while being reverent to God. And we're going to do what we need to do for today. And we're going to do it. And you know what's also great about me choosing to fast today? Especially from social media and stuff like that. Is that now I don't have a full distraction. (laughs) I can actually do what I need to do. You see how liberation kind of. I need to stick it through because he said, if you do that. So I really got to do that in order to get liberation. But if I do that, I might have liberation. Not even might. Like, I'm pretty sure. Not even pretty sure. I'm sure I'll have liberation, but it's about consistency. I'm very happy. I'm still going through a crisis, but, like, I see the light. My night will be, like, noonday. Yeah. I'll be refreshed because that's what he said. I'm going to be refreshed. I need to actually meditate on that because I want that to be, like, a theme for my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is going to help me through this little dark tunnel that I'm in. My light will shine in the dark. Yeah, it will. Anyways, big ups to y'all. I'm talk to y'all. talk to y'all when I talk to y'all later. Bye. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. I am back. It is Thursday, and I have things to say. 
what do I have to say? I just came from the dentist and this whole entire dentist process has been a nightmare. PSA to the kids, take care of your teeth because having to rectify dental oral issues, it really breaks the bank. It does, it does, it does. And it's just a nightmare. So I've been going through this thing where um, I had a really huge cavity so I had to go and get a crown. I was supposed to get a permanent crown. The cavity was so deep that the permanent crown did not, the the tooth itself was not really able to be saved. They tried to save as much of the tooth as possible, but it's seeming like they there was not enough tooth left for the permanent crown to adhere to. And I went to a previous dentist. I felt like their, their, um, their, professionalism was not on par with how I like to be treated when I go into a establishment so that was a whole nightmare and it fell out so it was supposed to be permanent but it wasn't permanent so now I just went to this new dentist and then she's saying you know because it fell out and it took so long to get back into the mouth you know the the gum has overgrown the tooth and it seems like it's very difficult for it to be able to stay your best option is to get the tooth removed so my insurance doesn't it cover implants so it's kind of just like what do you do now and then after that not only does it not cover implants so I have to go somewhere not only does it not cover implants they don't do implants so I have to go and try to find somewhere that does implants and then pay out of pocket in order for the implant to get put in and then not only can you just do just any implant because there's you know the denture ones that kind of come in and out which is not comfortable so they're going to like drill a hole and put a permanent implant in there and it's just a whole situation so that's been my evening my day has been how do we say this cool my day I woke up and I was trying to be productive this morning. I definitely did not stick to the whole trend that I had yesterday of like eliminating Instagram, eliminating, you know, really Instagram has been the culprit. I haven't had time to like watch YouTube videos, but in my little downtime moments, I would, um, I would, what's to call it? I will go on Instagram, which is, you know, is, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can easily waste time, even though in my head, it's not that much of a waste of time because I'm not committing to watching 12-minute, 20-minute, 30-minute YouTube videos. But nonetheless, that was kind of like a downside. But overall, I really tried to be productive. Like, I left my phone in the room, and I started to work and kind of knock out things. Um, my presentation is coming along well. Like, in essence, if I were to be doing this type of process two weeks ago... It would have been a beautiful journey, but the fact that I need to get the the slides done now, the the fact that I need to get the slides done like today, because there's due tomorrow and I'm gonna be gone out of town tomorrow. Yeah, the fact that that is the thing, it makes it less enjoyable. It makes it so much more anxiety giving. Um, and yeah, that's my life right now. But when I was waiting at the dentist, I kind of was proactive and doing one little small like response to the discussion post. So it's one less, one less small task that I have to do. My life is 
a series of a whole bunch of big tasks and small tasks that take up so much of my time. So at least I don't have that small task to do when I get back home because I have other things, bigger things to worry about. So that happened and then I kind of started working on whatever. It's like, and now I'm like trying to gambling. Like, do I sleep in the five hours that it takes to get to Jacksonville? Or do I, do I sleep or like, do I work? And I haven't had sleep in forever. Like, I literally don't know what sleep is. I never heard of it. That's just how bad this whole situation is. But let's talk about my dreams last night. Lately in general, the overarching themes of my dreams are are what? Like my dreams be I'm sorry, I'm thinking about what happened in dentist. Hold on. But my dreams are consistently um like scenarios where something happens and then it goes terribly wrong in the dream and then midway through the dream I'm like oh I'll never do that in person because I just saw how this plays out in a dream like that's what happens all the time something will happen in the dream I'll like go through the motions as I would normally do like the way that I behave in dreams is how I will behave if I'm consciously awake and so I'll make different choices in the dream and then I'll see how they play out and then I'm like that didn't bode over well I saw the reaction that happened that's probably something that I'm not going to do in real life because I've already experienced it now so I don't know I feel like it's a blessing in disguise because then I get to like make mistakes without ever making mistakes I get to make mistakes with no repercussions before there are repercussions if you follow me and it's like big mistakes small mistakes like some of the dreams that I had have been like major mistakes where it could have been like backlash Like me lashing out on a student or me taking one of my professor's cars because I just wanted to drive a newer car to go get groceries. Like those could have repercussions if I were to do that in real life. And then there are smaller things like that are still monumental but not criminal. So more so, um, more so like me at my wedding because lately I've been like dreaming about my wedding so much lately it's crazy I don't know it's pretty much it's probably me just being a romantic but who knows but I've been dreaming so much about my wedding and last night I had a dream where like I had on two dresses so I had like on a pre-dress which was super cute but it wasn't my wedding dress and so when it was time to actually go to the ceremony like we were all in the sanctuary in the venue where it was in the church and it was literally time to get up to the altar and then I was like hold on wait like I don't have my dress on and my mom didn't have her dress on too and everybody got mad at me because I didn't have my dress on and we was at the altar like we supposed to be saying the vows and you want to go change it put on your dress and I don't know how that would logically ever like why I would ever do that in real life hold on I gotta order um I gotta order some coffee I don't know why I would ever do that in real life but at least I know that that's not an option even if I wasn't considering it I'm definitely not considering it now because I've seen how that plays out have your stuff prepared is the lesson that I learned but let me order my coffee I'm getting a large Yeah. Hi, 
have a comment on giving like share one of my social office. No thank you. Whenever you're ready. Okay, hi. Can I have a large vanilla iced coffee with cream and sugar? One shot of espresso and um large iced coffee, cream and sugar? Yes. And then one shot of espresso and one extra pump of vanilla swirl. Alright, anything else? That'll be it. Thank Portions you. Do I need this? Technically, yeah. Does my mouth need it? This is probably why I got cavities. Because I stay eating sugar and sweets. Ooh. Another thing that I wanted to say about like dentists is that I always feel judged. I always feel judged when I go to the dentist because I know my oral commodities say upkeep is not great. And it's evident in the cavity that I had in in my um wisdom tooth, which I can't control, but still it's evident in the cavity that I had. And it's evident in some of the plaque that be backed up back there. And I always feel judged and it's like, y'all, I promise you I'm a good person. I'm an upstanding citizen. Do I floss every night? No, please don't beat me up in the alleyway because I don't floss every night. Like, that's not the first thing that's on my mind. So I always feel, like, judged when I go to the dentist. You know what I mean? Because, like, they get to make a whole new perception of me other than how I perceive myself. And if it doesn't line up, I don't like that. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to do this. I got to finish packing tonight. I got to do my hair tonight. I don't want to do nothing when I wake up in the morning. I got to finish the speech tonight. Got to finish the slides tonight. I don't even care if I don't finish the speech tonight. Here's the thing. I just need, my goal is to just find, what do we call it? Find evidence. That's all I need. Find evidence. Hold on, I'm about to go to the window. Oh, I got the wrong place down. Hello. Thank you. Could I have like a separate cup of ice, please? Thank you. Thank you. Nails, by the way, they're Thank cute. You. Have a nice day. Okay. 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 Ooh, how am I gonna get over? I didn't think this through. I should have got coffee on my way back home. Cause how the heck am I going to get over? Hmm. Okay. Uh oh. I need to go the opposite way of the way that I'm going, so I'm kind of confused. Kind of confused. Kind of not sure. Kind of not sure where I'm gonna go. Kind of not. Mm, let me see if I can like travel a back way. I did not think that through. I never do things like this. But anyways, yeah.
Thank you, Jesus, for this drink. While I'm about to receive, let it bless my body, nourish my body. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Should we try to, like, get lost in Lehigh? I shouldn't. But we're going to do it anyways. We're going to go this way and try to see if we can find a light. Where I live at, it is so easy to get lost because there's so many dead ends and, like, canals and all that kind of stuff. So it's very easy to, like, not find your way to the place that you're trying to find your way to. It's very easy to do that. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my my life story. Um, it just makes me want to fill out a extra, couple of extra scholarships and put that towards my, my literal mouth. That's all I can do. We did. We found the light. Good. That was super simple. I'm so happy because Lord knows. Come on now. I hate when people go slow around lights because it's like we're all just trying to make our way to the next, you know, to turn. And when you go slow turning, you go have me stuck at the light. Don't freaking come out in front of me. Don't come out in front of me like you literally see me coming. Anyways, oh, I'm going to get pizza, by the way. I got a vegetable pizza this time because last time I got pizza, I got, like, the, like, a, basically a Supreme, but Papa John's calls it the works. I got a Supreme pizza, and um, the meat freaked me out because I feel like I got, like, fat pieces of bacon, but at the time, I didn't see it. So it just kind of felt like uncooked meat, basically, and I wasn't a vibe. It wasn't a vibe. I wasn't a fan of it. So I said, you know what? I can do without meat. I really can do without meat with all my pizza. So I said, the next time I get pizza, I'm just going to not get meat. I'm <laughs> just get vegetables. And so I can't wait to eat it because there's no food at home to be cooked, and I don't feel like cooking. So this is what we're doing. Anyways, I feel like I'm chatting for nothing, so I'm going to save space for anything that might be significant, but I perceive that this is going to be the end. Not the end, but it's pretty much going to be the end. I might come back on Sunday to close it out, and then there'll be like a separate podcast talking about my experience um, in Jacksonville at the last conference. So yeah, let's hope I have energy. Pray for me, y'all. Bye.